Welcome to Imagination Playtime, brought to you by Saltworks Theatre Company and The Social Voice Project. You will soon be going on three adventures based on classic stories, but before we get started, we want to make sure that you are ready to have your imagination go on an adventure. First, find a place where you can close your eyes and let your mind be the movie screen. Next, get ready to imagine places you have never been sometimes with silly talking animals, or beautiful lakes, or maybe even a giant troll. Now that your brain machine is ready to work, it's time to get started with our first story, The Boy Who Cried Wolf. There once was a kid named Peter. He lived with his grandfather, a poor shepherd, who was growing very old. All they owned in the world was a flock of sheep, which the old shepherd had cared for his whole life. The time came when the grandfather could no longer take the sheep to the green meadow on the hill. One day he said to Peter, Peter, you have grown up to be a fine young lad. It is time for you to take the sheep to the meadow. My legs are old and stiff. Peter did not want to leave his playmates in the village, but his grandfather had always been very kind to him, so he said, I will gladly take the sheep to the meadow, Grandpa. Watch them carefully, for they are all we own in the world. Peter took the flock of fluffy white sheep to the rustling green meadow on the hill. Here he sat under an olive tree and guarded his flock while they grazed on the hillside. He looked down into the village. He saw the villagers going about their daily tasks. He saw the farmer driving her tractor. Whoa! Wait! What a beautiful day! The farmer's son was racing with their dog. Here, Rufus! Mm, fetch! Peter watched a girl fishing from the riverbank. Today feels like my lucky day. Then he had an idea. While sitting on the hillside, Peter thought, It is awfully lonely up here, and it would be fun to pull a prank on all my friends. So he thought of a plan. Peter ran down the hill and into the village, and he started yelling, A wolf! A wolf! The villagers left their tasks and ran to the hill. They stopped their work and ran. The farmer, her son, and their dog ran after Peter, and the girl who was fishing in the river ran as fast as she could, waving her fishing pole. When they reached the top of the hill, they were all out of breath. (sighs) But instead of finding a wolf, they found Peter, rolling under the olive tree, (laughs) laughing. (laughs) It was all a joke. (laughs) They were all happy there was no wolf, but they were very unhappy about running so hard and fast for nothing. We are very unhappy with you, Peter. Do not do this again. Peter felt even lonelier than before. When he told his grandfather what happened, his grandfather warned him. You shouldn't do that, Peter. It is not kind to waste others' time. You should focus on the sheep. A few days went by, and again he was bored and lonely up on the hill. 
he thought. I'll try it again. What fun to have everyone come running. Again, Peter left his flock and ran to the village yelling, Help! Help! A wolf! A wolf! Again, the villagers left their tasks and came running. This time, when they found the sheep grazing and Peter rolling in the grass <laughs> laughing, they were very angry. We are very angry with you, Peter. Do not do this again. Although Peter had thought it was funny to see everyone come running, seeing how upset he had made his friends feel made him feel guilty. He told his grandfather how he was feeling. I feel like there's a big rock sitting in my stomach. I promise to never trick my friends again. I don't like feeling bad, and I don't like making them feel bad. That's very good, Peter. But you should apologize to everyone and tell them that you're sorry. Peter thought that was a good idea, but he forgot. Then one day, not too long after that, Peter was sitting alone under the olive tree while the sheep grazed on the hillside. Looking around him, Peter saw a huge gray wolf. Sly and wicked it was, crouching behind the bushes at the top of the hill. The wolf's eyes gleamed as it watched the fat sheep. Its mouth watered and it bared its jagged, sharp teeth while its long red tongue hung out of its mouth. Peter was so frightened that he could hear his heart beating louder and faster. He jumped up and sprinted into the village and shouted to the villagers, A wolf! A wolf! But no one stopped what they were doing. They just said, That Peter. He's calling wolf again. This time, we won't be fooled by him. The farmer did not stop driving her tractor. Her son went on playing with their dog. Come here, Rufus. <laughs> the girl sat on the riverbank fishing. Oh, oh, I think I caught one. Poor Peter called again and again. Help, please, a wolf, a wolf. Peter realized no one was coming. So he tried the only thing he could think of doing. He tried to scare the wolf away. Boo! The wolf was not afraid of one small kid. The wolf sprang from the bushes and stole the boy's flock. Help! A wolf! When the people in the village heard that this time there really was a wolf, they all shook their heads and said, A liar will never be believed, even when they speak the truth. I'm so sorry. I promise I'll never tell another lie ever again. Good. 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 Peter then had to tell his grandfather what happened. I am so sorry, grandfather, but a wolf stole all of our sheep, and it's all my fault. I am very disappointed, Peter, but I am glad you learned your lesson. Now we have to ask for help to go find the flock. Because Peter apologized, and they all cared about Peter and his grandfather, the villagers all helped to find the flock and chase away the wolf. They found most of them, 
And Peter never told a lie or lost his flock again. The end. the end of our first tale. Why do you think Peter decided to lie? Is there ever a good reason to lie? If you want, you can take a moment to pause the radio play to discuss or think about these questions. While we get ready for a different story for our imaginations, we'd like to share a word from our sponsors. SaltWorks Young Actors Studio is a place to imagine, explore, and create. Our theater classes, camps, and workshops give students a chance to dream up and perform original pieces of theater. That could be anything from silly improvised scenes to powerful plays about the change our students would like to see in their world. With an emphasis on having fun, positive attitudes, and collaboration, SaltWorks programming encourages students to improve at their own pace whether they're brand new to acting or have been doing it for years. And while we teach theater here at SaltWorks, important life skills like cooperation, problem solving, confidence, empathy, and communication are ever present. Our programming has been on hiatus during the pandemic, but we are so incredibly excited to get things going again this fall at our new location in Avalon. For more information, check out our website, www.saltworks.org or find us on social media as Saltworks Theatre Company. Saltworks Young Actors Studio, a safe and fun place for students to really be themselves while learning to act like someone else. And now it's time for our second tale, The Six Foolish Fishermen. Once there were six brothers who decided to go fishing, so they went down to the river and picked good spots from which to fish. I will sit on this boat. I will kneel on this raft. I will lean on this log. I will stand on this bridge. I will lie on this rock. And I will walk on this bank. And that is exactly what they did. Each brother fished from the spot he had chosen, and each one had good luck. Yeehaw! But when it was time to go, the brothers became a little worried. We have been near the river, and over the river, and on the river. One of us might have easily fallen in the water and been drowned. Gasp! I shall count all the brothers to be sure there are six of us. Good idea! I see one brother on the raft, that's one, and another on a log, that's two, and, and another on the bridge, that's three, and another on the rock, that's four, and another on the bank, that's five. Only five! Woe is me, we have lost a brother! In his sorrow, the first brother didn't even notice that he had forgotten to count himself. Can it really be? Has one of us drowned and have we really lost a brother? And he too began to count. 
I see one brother on a log, that's one, and another on the bridge, that's two, and another on the rock, that's three, and another on the bank, that's four, and another on the boat, that's five, only five, what will our dear mother say? She's gonna cry. And he, too, didn't even notice that he had forgotten to count himself. Let's me check from here. Good Good idea. idea. I sees one brother on the bridge. That's one. And another's on the rock. That's two. And another on the bank. That's three. And another on the boats. That's four. And another's on the rafts. That's five. Five in all. Oh, unhappy days. It is the Why did we ever come here for one of us to be drowned? The fourth brother counted, and the fifth, and the sixth. Five? Five? Five! Each one counted only five brothers because each one had forgotten to include himself. All the brothers went back to the shore and raced sadly up and down the river's edge, trying to find their poor lost brother. Are you my brother? We lost one. Then along came a girl who had also been fishing, but had not caught a single fish. What's the matter? You seem to have plenty of fish. Why do you all look so sad? Because six of us came here to fish, and now there are only five of us left. One of our dear brothers has been drowned. What do you mean, only five left? Look, I'll show you. One, two, three, four, five. Six of us came here, and now only five are going back. Sad is the day. Sad is the day. I think I can help you find your lost brother. You can? Yes, but I'll need your help. When I tap your shoulder, I want you to count out loud. Okay. Yes. The girl lined the brothers up and tapped them each on the shoulder. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six? The brothers looked at each other in delight. There were six of them again. There are six of us again! They cheered for joy and slapped each other on the back. Gratefully, they turned to the girl. Here, we insist that you take all of our fish. We can never thank you enough for finding our dear lost brother. Wow, thank you. The girl happily accepted their gift, and the six foolish fishermen went on their merry way. The end! That was definitely a silly story. If you want to be extra creative, try drawing some of the characters as you saw them in your imagination. See if they are different from anyone else who is listening, or just enjoy the art you made for yourself. While you're working on that, here's a message from our friends at The Social Voice Project.
week, the fine audio sound recorders at the Social Voice Project bring you the very best in local podcasting, right here in Western Pennsylvania. What's a podcast, you ask? Why, it's like radio, but on the internet. Local history, community events, interviews, storytelling, performing arts, and theater. That's right, theater. In fact, tonight's presentation is being recorded by The Social Voice Project, and it's going to be a podcast. The Social Voice Project, preserving the voices and stories of our time. Start your own podcast today with The Social Voice Project, and let us do the recording for you, anywhere, anytime. And now, enjoy our final story, The Three Billy Goats Gruff. There were three billy goats. The name of all three was... Gruff. 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 These three billy goats had a problem. We have no crunchy grass left in our field. However, just across the river is a field containing all the crunchy grass we could ever hope for. But to get to the field filled with crunchy grass... We have to cross the bridge. But under the bridge lives a huge, smelly troll with eyes as big as tires and a nose covered in big, hairy warts. The troll is not only scary, but he is very mean. They had tried to cross before, but he threatened to eat them. The billy goats didn't want to face the troll, but their tummies were rumbling and they needed to eat soon. So the billy goats made a plan to work together. First, the smallest billy goat started to cross the bridge. Who's that tripping over my bridge? (laughs) Oh, it is only I, the tiniest billy goat. And I am going to that meadow to eat some crunchy grass. But you are so little and weak. I could squish you like a bug. And now I'm coming to gobble you. The smallest billy goat was very scared, but very smart and remembered the plan. Oh, no! Pray, don't take me. I'm too little. That I am. Wait a bit until the second billy goat comes. She's much bigger and will fill up your belly more than I would. Hmm. Well, be off with you. (laughs) And so the smallest billy goat safely crossed the bridge into the lush green field. A little while later came the second billy goat to cross the bridge. Who's that tripping over my bridge? (laughs) Oh, it is I, the second Billy Goat Gruff. And I am going to the field to eat some fresh grass. All alone you are. You must not have any other friends. No one will miss you, so now I'm going to gobble you up. 
the medium-sized billy goat was very scared of the smelly troll, and her feelings were hurt, but thought quickly on her hooves and said, Oh, no! Don't take me! Wait until the big billy goat gruff comes. He's much bigger and would make a much better meal. Hmm. Very well. Be off with you. <laughs> and so the medium-sized billy goat safely crossed the bridge and got to eat delicious crunchy grass. Just then, up came the big billy goat gruff. <laughs> Who's that tripping over my bridge? It is I, the big billy goat gruff. You are simply too big. And you have a funny-looking nose. Now I'm going to gobble you. The biggest billy goat gruff was not afraid, but instead he stomped his hooves and said, Well, come along. I am not afraid of you. The troll didn't know what to do, because billy goats were always afraid of him. The troll was frozen in fear, and the biggest billy goat knocked him right into the water. <laughs> the troll was shocked because no billy goat had ever stood up to him before. After that day, he never bothered the billy goats ever again. And so, the three smart and brave billy goats ate their delicious crunchy grass in the field until they were so full, it was time for bed. The end. Have you ever encountered someone who was like a troll in real life? Someone who was maybe really mean to you, maybe even scared you. Everyone has different trolls in their lives, and usually we call them bullies. Sometimes, like the biggest billy goat did, standing up to trolls or bullies is enough. But sometimes we have to ask for help, just like the two smaller billy goats need the big billy goat's help. Who would be a good person to ask for help? If you are dealing with a troll or a bully, you can ask a trusted adult, like a parent, a teacher, school counselor, guardian, or a nurse. You can also talk to a friend. Who would you ask for help if you were dealing with a troll or a bully? We hope you enjoyed our three stories. If you want to learn more about what we do, or if you have any questions for the actors, you can find us at saltworks.org or on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can ask us any questions or tell us any comments you have, and we will write back to you. Thanks for listening. We hope you had fun. Until next time, keep those creative gears turning. Imagination Playtime is brought to you by Saltworks Theatre Company and the Social Voice Project. It was directed and adapted by Kaylee George, produced and edited by Kevin Farkas, and stars Elise Bredo, Kaylee George, Susan Huckestein, Devin Marshall, Dan Simon, and Rachel Smith. Thank you for listening. Thank you.